Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for men in their 40s who want to improve their health through nutrition and fitness. This is episode 111, and on today's episode, we are talking with Hansen about fatherhood and being a modern-day father and what that actually means. Hansen started Daddy Life over five years ago off the back of wanting to be a different father from what he had experienced and to provide a community for dads who also wanted to approach fatherhood in a different way. Hi Hanson, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today, how are you? Very well, thanks Darren, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, it's great to, uh, it's great to, to meet you and um, have you on the podcast, and I literally only came across Daddy Life a few months ago, but um, I've been consuming the fantastic content that you put out. So for people that have maybe not come across you or Daddy Life before, can you give us a bit of background and insight? Of course, sure thing. Uh, so hi everyone, I'm Hanson, I'm the founder of daddylife.com. Uh, daddylife.com is one of the leading platforms and communities for modern day fatherhood. Uh, and I started it about five years ago, um, just you know, largely due to a personal problem in that I knew I wanted to be a very different sort of father than what I had experienced growing up. Uh, and what Daddy Life does is it essentially looks and really shines a light on a number of different areas concerning with modern day fatherhood. So you know, everything from things to do and modern day family through to you know, bits of health, though nothing as detailed and sort of in-depth as Darren. Um, but also things like reviews, things to do, areas that, that really focus in on things that dads want to be doing in a way, in a language, in a tone that is really for dad, so sort of for dad by dad. Yeah, and I, I think it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because it's, I mean, it's much needed, as, as you and I both discussed, but it's interesting how th- throughout the kind of course of kind of generations, there's been a big focus on equality and, and a focus on around, you know, making sure that women have equal rights and equal say and positions in the workplace and everything else. But there's a big angle, I think, that's been, that's kind of been missed. And, you know, we are encouraged as men to be equal to our wives and partners in parenting and all the rest of it. But that kind of bit been missed, particularly from a, you know, information and resource perspective. So what you guys do at Daddy Life, I think is, is hugely important. But also, I think it's, you know, kind of shifting this ego element of it, isn't it? You know, where men are men and they go out and hunt and gather, you know, and, and actually, you know, there is a, there's a big, a big shift that's taken place and we equally need, you know, there is no rule book, is there, to being a dad? There's no rule book to being a parent. And so where do you go to get information, right? If you want to, if you've decided, like you said, you want to be different or you want to make a change, you don't want to follow the status quo. So I think it's, it's hugely valuable on, on some of the stuff um, that you do. So in terms of, you know, the content that you share and the community you have, you know, what kind of things or events do you, do you have at Daddy Life? Yeah, so there's a number of things we do. I think that the first thing is, is, as you mentioned before, we produce a heck of a lot of content um, that's really dad-focused. Mm. And so we've got a number of different categories on the site, daddylife.com, 
Um, that's really about relevancy of where you are as a dad. So whether you're trying, whether you're expecting, whether you're in those early days, weeks and months, or whether you're you know, dad of a toddler or preschooler or older, we've got content that fundamentally caters for what you need when you need it. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's first first thing. And the thing I'd say about our content too is you, you won't find many sort of BuzzFeed style five best ways to type of articles they're, they're a lot more in-depth and a lot more rich because what we found is that actually with a lot of our dads they actually want that detail they sort of mm. want to know you know in quite nitty-gritty terms what it is they can do what it is they should be thinking about what is it actually that might be surprising as well for them um so that that's the first thing second thing is, is we've got a number of different communities online and various different channels where we talk to dads i guess really on their terms and whether that's about some of their pressures and tensions at work, whether that's the more day-to-day things to do, whether that's sometimes just to have a rant, to be honest with you. I guess yeah. where we see that conversation thriving is that for a lot of dads, and I think a lot of men in general, sometimes we struggle to be genuinely vulnerable and open. And there's a lot of reasons you know, behind that. Sometimes that's to do with us. Sometimes that's to do with the environment around us. Some of that's to do with us just social expectation. Uh, that we've got as well and i guess what we see with these particularly online forums and communities is they are more of a safe space for dads just to be totally themselves and actually to ask that silly question that you know silly inverted comments that might be in yeah. their head or actually just to sometimes get something off their chest that sometimes another dad is just best place to help with um, and that can actually just spark other things that are maybe things to consider or things to take action on for that father um, when it comes to physical events, it's not really something we've sort of touched upon yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that we might start to look at in the near future. But I think our focus has always been, I guess, how can we create uh, the bigger solution that I guess touches dad and, and sort of immediately solves a problem. Um, but, you know, certainly if, it, if that's of interest to our dads moving forward, it's certainly something in there that we'll continue to look at. Yeah, obviously, you know, the times we're in right now, it's, it's a little bit difficult. But I think it's yeah. I think it's super interesting from the, the point that you mentioned there about, you know, guys, we just don't open up, do we? And I, I know this from experience with guys that I coach one to one because we have that one to one relationship. They're more inclined to open up to talk about because often, you know, when you when you're facing challenges or you have this experience in life, Often the, the reason that, you're, that you cite that you're having this challenge, whether that be stressful, whether that be relationship, whether that be mental health challenge, it's not always that challenge that's the root cause, is it? Yeah. And, you yeah. know, like we said, it is, we, we don't open up. And I think that that's how we've evolved, you know, this man up, you know, nonsense that used to get spouted around. And um, I think you're right. I think we do need a place where, men are able to open up because the, the funny thing that I find is that the, the, the things that we, the conversations that we have internally are conversations, which we feel are personal to us, but I can bet your bottom dollar when you open up, most men are having them same conversations. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so interesting that at the moment we're, um, we're actually writing um, a pretty big book actually for, for dads going through the pregnancy journey. Yeah. Um, and it's used to come out probably sort of August, September. Um, and by the way, very happy to give some complimentary copies to, awesome. to any of your, um, any of your viewers, um, just, just get in touch. But um, one thing we're doing and something we've noticed about that is we're actually interviewing 
um, just over 50 new dads and dads to be as part of that book. Right. And it's been so, so enlightening, actually, just how many dads have been really open in those interviews about some of the tensions that they've experienced and some mm. of the things like, you know, like postpartum, for instance, postpartum in those first few months for men is such a real thing. And according to the latest research, you know, as many as one in 10 new dads actually experience some level of postpartum. But when you look around and you look around the big conversation and narrative around postpartum, it's usually considered very much a, a mum's only mm. issue. It's hardly really thought about or considered as a dad's issue as well. And some of that is because the dads themselves feel a little bit, well, very conscious of it and actually almost fear a little bit of a perception of being like selfish, if you like, or for mm. even having the depression, which then adds even more anxiety and even more stress. And I think, you know, what we've seen is that it's just time to talk about these things. It's time to be more open about these things. It's time to actually normalize these things as yeah. well, because it's not just affecting dad, it's affecting families as a whole. And I think that's the bigger so what in all of this is until we're ready to start to touch upon some of those issues. And that's why, to be honest, what you're doing with Fifth and Healthier Dad is so needed because that's where it really matters. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree because I think it's, you know, <laughs> what you said there about, you know, it affects the whole family. And that's the thing, isn't it? I think even when it's mums as well, you know, the individual challenges you're having will play out in family life. And, and, and when you are a, a parent or a new parent, that is undoubtedly going to affect the children, whether they're a baby, whether they're, you know, toddlers or, or growing up, they pick up on our vibes. They pick up on our stress levels. And therefore, you know, they have those, they, they react as well, don't they, in, in accordance yeah. with how you're reacting. So I think it's, it's really important to open up that conversation. But with Daddy Life, what challenges did you have initially to kind of get people on and talking or, or was it always just kind of they felt it was a safe space and they could just talk yeah I, I think i'll be really honest with you i don't think we designed it necessarily intentionally like this but i think we even from day one daddy life has been very much focused on being a dad focused resource yeah so whether that's a community whether that's the content whether that's the only thing we do um in publishing and, and anything else and i think that is genuinely been an authentic mission right from day one. And I think that authenticity is kind of carried through really through everything we've done. And dads feel, and I think they know they can just be themselves mm. through daddy life. Um, and, and that, that, you know, it's not just important for us, but I think it's really vital that we are that sort of service and that sort of platform for a number of different fathers um, globally. And I think it, it, sometimes the thing I always tell, talked about with dads and, and my team as well is we we need to role model the sort of change that we want to see yeah and so whether that's about you know so we were having conversations about flexible working you know like good two three years ago properly you know even you know before covid and everything else and i think there's so many things that we can role model um and i think that comes across really in the community and, and a lot of the content that actually it is genuinely representative of that and you know we, we always put dads first and even a lot of the content we design will actually ask dads you know what what does you want to see um yeah. is there more of this less of this so you know dads are right at the front and center of, of what we want to achieve and who we want to achieve it for yeah and obviously you know on, on the site you have a uh, a section there for fitness and and health you know what kind of challenges do you see in your community with with 
dads what what kind of health and fitness challenges do they have because i think it's super important isn't it it's particularly for for new parents to pay attention to that they often give up that to give it to their their spouse and to give it to their children they they kind of neglect themselves you know it's such an interesting question Uh, and the one thing that i've noticed i think particularly over the last two two and a half years is that when that part of the site was first set up the focus was very much about physical health Mm. and it was all about you know even being a little bit tongue-in-cheek with things like the dad bod and how can i get rid of the dad bod or actually should i embrace the dad bod Mm. um and all these sorts of more physical manifestations of of dadhood Mm. but i've noticed that in more recent times it's definitely become more of a mental focus yeah but actually the two things working hand in hand uh, and so, you know, we've talked about things like Men's Health Week. We've talked about things around postpartum. We've published a massive piece. I'll send you a link to this after, actually. That actually, um, we, God, it took us literally months to do this, but <laughs> we basically broke down all the different pieces of research in the world about dads, whether yeah. physically, mentally, scientifically. Mm. And we've kind of consolidated it all into one massive guide about the science of fatherhood. And then a lot of that is also showing the change between the thought process around sort of physical health and mental health and the, the interlinkages between both. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we're, we're at a really interesting stage where I think a lot more dads are starting to realise that actually their own mental health matters. Yeah. Actually, they need to take action on that alongside their physical health and that actually both need to work together. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree on that. And obviously I'm going to be slightly biased, but I think from my experience, you know, there are, there's some direct correlations between your physical and mental health. Yeah. Um, and also nutrition is so, so important. Um, we have, unfortunately, societies evolved where, you know, we have these illuminated glass screens in our faces and we can, you know, just order whatever food we want. But unless you are aware of things that you're putting in your body, you know, it can have a really profound effect, particularly on mental health with a gut brain connection and, you know, inflammation and that kind of thing, which can affect our mental health. So I, I think, yeah, I think that's a really important point to identify. And I think that there are some, and I've experienced this personally, that there are, there is an element of guilt that's involved in this. And what I mean by that is that, you know, when you are a parent, you're a father, you're kind of, I guess your focus and your um, responsibility is with the family and, and with your children. And therefore, when you start to pay, pay attention to your physical health, initially, that's where everyone starts. There is this kind of guilt that you shouldn't be doing it because you should be spending time with your family. So what kind of things have you seen around that? Have, have you experienced that in daddy life or what kind of things are the community saying around that? I think dad guilt is just a huge area. Uh, it's something we've written about a few times. And mm. I think that guilt manifests itself from a number of different areas. I think we've seen lots of it, particularly in COVID, around guilt around work-life balance. Yeah. And actually, even though a number of us have been working at home, mm. the breakdown still of what we're doing at home, it has left many with, with real guilt. You know, I, I, don't, I suffered it myself in terms of trying to homeschool my son who's six years old so not at the age that, that you know he can just be self-sufficient um but also trying to manage work alongside homeschooling alongside trying to make sure he's you know fit 
healthy, happy, yeah, was a total nightmare. Mm. And I think even now, um, I don't know if you saw that there was a really interesting piece of research released by the Department of Education a few days ago that um, said just over 250,000 children were actually off school last week um, yeah. because of COVID. And a lot of that obviously due to um, the fact that schools have to close class bubbles as well as year bubbles when they mm. have uh, certain levels of cases within their grounds. And so it's sort of a domino effect of that. But I think even a lot of that, you know, talking and seeing lots of the WhatsApp groups and um, conversations, it, it, I think a lot of working parents are still sort of healing, really, from trying yeah. to manage work and homeschooling. And actually even these um, sort of mini interruptions again, or, or shouldn't interrupt absences, almost like reopening some of those wounds and some of those anxieties, which, you know, I, I think we're sort of, we're walking in to this, massive mental health crisis you know i think in the uk and, and probably in the world um and it's an area that i think we need to focus a lot more on and at the heart of that is about our guilt and i think understanding guilt and actually having trying to manage that guilt beyond just health i have to say you know in terms of just all the inputs into our life that make us guilty mm. um health certainly being an important one but i think it is also connected with all the things that go into our day as well. Like I, I struggle to meet a dad or even, you know, a mum, a parent, a carer these days that actually, you know, one of the first topics of conversation isn't some form of guilt about something, but they wish yeah. they could be better at X, Y, Z. Yeah. I'm actually being quite open about that. But I think the moment there isn't necessarily a, a go-to solution in all these areas that's simple, which is actually, you know, start with you. And, and a lot of it is about starting with you and understanding that guilt. Uh, but I think a lot of people try and go straight to the solution, which isn't always achievable without understanding it first. Yeah, I, yeah, I would agree. And I think I would add to that, that sometimes I think that we have this perception where everything in life is perfect and it's mm. not. And I think that people struggle to deal with the fact when things are just not perfect. And, but I think that under having that understanding that that is life, right? You know, because we are shoved, particularly with kids and see this on social media, and this is like divergence, yeah. but yeah. having this curated perfect life doesn't exist. Yeah. And I think yeah. when we identify that and when we say, okay, you know, maybe I am working a bit too much or maybe um, the kids aren't getting the exercise that I want them to have. It's that awareness, which I think is key. The acceptance, which is which is quite important as well. But then, you know, the third thing is obviously to do something about it. You say, okay, right, tomorrow I'm going to try and do this. And it's about habit forming, isn't it? And, I, you know, I work a lot on, on habits because I think, you know, a lot of the way that we operate is habitual and we're programmed like that. And it's just saying, okay, right, I'm going to just try and change this one habit. I'm going to try and stop work 10 minutes early so I can go out in the garden with the kids, right? And just, just having that awareness, I think, is really important. And you mentioned there earlier about um, being the example, you know, and I think that's yeah. really, really important. You know, kids don't learn by you telling them what to do. They learn by you setting an example. Um, and if you want them to be sporty or if you want them to be active, you have to be active yourself because, you know, they'll want to be involved with dad or mum. Um, if you're running around the field, if you're playing a bit of sport, I know that from experience with my kids. So I think, you know, around, you know, dads and kids' health and activity, 
what kind of things do you see in in daily life community around that oh there's loads and i think you know it's something that we don't necessarily shine a light on enough actually um, mm. being totally honest in that to sort of come back to your earlier point you're absolutely right i think the things that we see on social media especially i would say are like that that 0.2 percent of the day that just yeah. looks perfect for everyone else but actually is really not perfect behind the scenes and, and you know we, we had the opportunity a couple of years ago to um we actually present at the lego conference in denmark um and actually you know a big epiphany personally for me from that was they talked so much about the sense of parenthood being it's not perfect but it's, it's just far from perfect yeah but actually what you do and how you manage what you do that's about as perfect as it can be you know and understanding what perfection looks like in your life and it's so so true and i think if more parents realize that immediately there would be so much less anxiety that not they wouldn't solve everything but i think it is the bedrock of so much guilt and so much anxiety this comparison yeah. in your head what what it is you think you should be versus actually you know what is now um but to come back to your question in terms of, of fitness and activity i think something that we've always really tried to push is this sense of the unique dad bond and there is a quite unique dad bond but we, we covered yeah. this piece it's still one of my favorite pieces on daddy life actually um about how dads play differently to mums yeah and you know dads on the whole are they're a little bit more rough and tumble but actually the kids actually developmentally get a lot more from that interestingly enough a lot of the science how beneficial a lot of that is in terms of you know understanding the physical limits of what's right and wrong yeah understanding you know where they can push harder where they shouldn't be pushing a bit harder um and just just good as well mm. i think one thing that we've always been keen on is supporting those sorts of activities and actually we've, we've really had the pleasure of working with brands that also support that so okay. you know, i remember one of the, one of our, our first ever campaigns was actually with pseudograms and they reached out because they they'd found in their own um, research that actually about what was it now on average uh, it's something like 90 percent or 80 or 90 percent of kids up to the age of 11 were spending about 50 plus hours uh, in front of a screen each yeah. week and only about five hours playing outdoors and if you think about you know when you and i would have been growing up it'd be the total reverse of that yeah you know, and there's there's so many reasons around that. I think you know perceptions of how safe the streets are these days, access to local facilities. That there's a lot, but there's also a lot that we can do. And so we actually built for them um, a month a campaign, still one of my favourite campaigns ever, called Play More Month. And its simple purpose was just to celebrate and shine a light on dads who were just playing a bit yeah. more with their kids, especially outdoors. Um, and we had a you know it had a wave after wave of dads you know, writing in sharing their pictures just showing what they were doing just being really proud mm. to be establishing the dad bond and actually it got to a stage where even bernardo's got to find out about their campaign and they got involved as well and a few others i think it, you know it's back to what you said about the role modeling i think sometimes you put something out there and actually it's amazing how many other people either are doing it or actually can just have that little trigger to maybe form that habit for themselves yeah yeah and i think what you mentioned there about playing the science on that is very clear. You know, for adults to get back to playing is profound from your own mental health perspective, but equally to show the children that it's all right to be stupid. It's all right to be a clown. You know, and we've, we have lost this. You know, we've taken, 
and you know obviously these last 18 months have been have been quite tough for everybody but you know even before that we have lost as adults the ability to play to move and yeah. that in yeah. in and of itself is exercise right the ability to roll around on the floor with the kids on in the park and muck about and be stupid act like a clown you know from your stress relief perspective your mental health perspective from movement you know moving all of your joints in different ways that you're not normally uh doing you know and it's so so important and there, there is a lot of science around adults and playing um yeah. and the fact that we need to do more of it one of the two favorite things i love to do with my son is well one play lego we play legos all the time yeah and we're constantly like mentally you know creating yeah. new worlds and physically but the other thing is we wrestle like we wrestle like crazy yeah and you know sometimes and i say you know he's getting a bit harder to wrestle he's going to six <laughs> but you know sometimes it will do all sorts of moves but also it, it helps he knows now where it's like too far yeah and i think when it's when he can go a little bit harder but it's just great like it's just it's such a like a sort of dad son or dad daughter thing that you could do um let's do it you know but honestly, it's, it's some of the best fun we have and it's free yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, and what better place to learn them boundaries than in the home, right? Because when they go out and they're at school with their friends or in social settings, they then know where those boundaries are, right? They've done that with dad and they know when to push it and won't know not when to push it. And I think, again, that's another element of learning. We are so focused on academia and academic learning yeah. when there is so much other learning that is equally important in my opinion so yeah, yeah cool. i think that's yeah i think that's really cool so what what do you say um are the key issues that you see around dads and wellness what would you say are the key key topics uh, there's quite a few uh, actually i think as i was saying before you know we, we've had the privilege of every year that dad and i've been running every year we've, we've focused a different research topic on mm. Uh, a different tension area for, for dads. So the first year was all about dads at home. Um, second year was all about sort of how we see the tension of dads at work. And actually that's definitely one around wellness that I think still needs urgent address really. Because I think culturally we're still in this place where dads are often expected to just be at work. Yeah. And I think until we can change that culturally, we're not going to unleash that bigger real equality at home you know I think dads at work is actually as big a part of actually achieving real gender equality all around mm. um, and wellness is a huge part of that I think moving beyond that I think what we're starting to see is also there are wellness tensions within different like age groups if you like or sort of different life stages of, yeah. of fatherhood you know, I think you've got as you said you know you cover really well an audience base who are probably quite established if you like in terms of their own life mm. maybe like career-wise but want to be better fitter healthier mm. have that self-consciousness i guess there are other dads who maybe don't or haven't reached that level yet maybe younger dads for instance who yeah. this is just as important for um and i think there's also you know even older dads older dads who want to be more yep. involved and are, you know physically getting older how we how we look at the wellness agenda for them is absolutely crucial as well yeah, I think what came to mind there is I have a lot of granddads contact yeah. us to work with us because they've recognized, you know, they then have the time and they recognize they want to be a better grandparent to their children. Perhaps they want to readdress the balance from when they had their children. Right. So that I think that's an interesting topic. Maybe a granddaddy life, you know, you, you never know. 
for for the future but um no it's been uh, it's been super interesting talking to you today and i think the resource that you provide is so so valuable so i, I really you know commend you for doing that um but to summarize today what would you say are the kind of top five tips you would give to dads who are perhaps struggling a little bit with their mental health right now yeah i think there's, there's loads of things i think five is you know the first one that definitely springs to mind is one it's okay to talk yeah and it's actually oh and i would say it's not only okay i don't think it's vital to talk yeah. now whether that's your partner whether that's your parents your family your friends whoever it is that you feel you can confide in talk to them and i know that the, it's easier said than done because when we talk to dads about even saying talk to them there's a big barrier there in terms of oh but what if they think you know i'm just causing an issue that's not there or what if i'm just adding more on people's play or actually my wife's just given birth do i even have a right to feel this way yes you do yeah a hundred percent yes you do and actually for the successful relationships we've seen are the ones where actually you know dad is talking to partner especially being super open about it and the vast majority of the time is partner has been just as understanding mm. you know, that actually dads have their own things that they're going through. And actually it's made for stronger, better relationships mm. fundamentally. So I think first thing is it's okay to talk. In fact, it's vital to talk. Yeah. I think secondly as well, be aware once you've talked, I guess, of what it is that's a real trigger. Mm. Because some of these things are personal to us. You know, some of these things might be actually things that we've, held in our heads for years um so you know i i came off a, a dad chat yesterday funny enough for, for the book and the dad was talking about actually how a lot of the pressure was about almost him trying to compete with how good his dad was with him right and so a lot of it was almost like self you know it's like if i'm not as good a dad as my dad was mm. does that make me a failure and that yeah. was actually sort of really eating him up inside and he said that he wanted to be a dad since he was six, and he was now about 36. So that's 30 years of something mm. sort of lying there, waiting to just sort of come out. Um, so sort of understanding the real triggers are important. I think the third thing is, and I'll, I'll steal one from you actually, which is once you talk about it, once you understand it, how can you create a solution around it? Mm. And then and this is linked to number four, not just a solution, but how does it become a habit? Yeah, so a solution is great, but a habit is unbeatable. Yeah, uh, and if you can create their habit, and as you said, you know that might be a really small thing to start with about taking some time to reflect, taking some time for you, whatever it is, you know, maybe work with Darren and, and figure out what that is. Yeah, um, and I guess the final one is just, and I think this is for me the one that loops it all together is sort of realize that you are enough. Yes, and I think when yeah. you realize that you are enough what that means for your presence in the moment and what that means for everyone around you is so powerful. Mm. And I think if more people can realize that and really be happy with that, we'll be happier. And if we're happier, our kids will be happier. And if our kids are happier, they will grow up happier too. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that last one because it is, it, you know, from a lot of the guys that I work, that sounds a bit woo woo, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but it is when you really understand that, um, and it kind of comes back to a little bit that we were talking about earlier around life's not perfect yeah. and nobody's perfect and no life, no one's life is perfect. Right. And when you get and understand that irrespective of where you are on the social scale. Right. And um, 
you that you are just enough that's it and you can be so more present in your life and enjoy life and it and this might sound a bit weird but enjoying the ups and the downs enjoy the downs they are there to teach us a lesson take that lesson and learn from it you know it doesn't have to define you you know um so yeah and and the habitual side of things yeah my advice on that is just change one thing change Mm. one thing it takes 66 days to form a habit if you try Mm. and change 12 things you'll fail we're not Mm. right that way psychologically it just will not work you can't be so you know no one is a superhuman so just change one thing but yeah no it's been fantastic talking to you today and um i really really appreciate your time i mean like i said it's a great resource so for people that haven't come across daddy life what's all your social handles website and everything else uh, yeah, so the, the website is uh, daddylife.com, uh, that's with an I, so it's D-A-D-D-I, life, all one word, dot com. Um, and then we are at Daddy Life on most of the social channels, so Facebook, Instagram. Um, you'll find a few of our private groups through Facebook as well, so connected to the page. The only one that we are not Daddy Life on is Twitter. Uh, we, we There is someone else, I think, in Korea or China with, with Daddy Life. Right. Um, we still need to have a conversation with that person, I think. But for the <laughs> meantime, we are we are Life Daddy, so Life right. and then D-A-D-D-I. Um, but yeah, no, connect with us. And, and I think, you know, as I said, before you know if anyone is interested i think particularly for any new dads or dads to be um of your followers who are interested in in, in that book i think it's something we're working on with a few partners a few organizations uh, again some contributions from the royal college of midwives as well so wow. it should be a pretty good resource um so yeah, yeah. If, if anyone wants a free copy uh, when it's out just uh, just give me a shout on dad at daddylife.com perfect all right hamson thanks very much for joining us today and i look forward to speaking to you again in the future Thanks, Darren. I do just have one one quick um, thing, if, if I can... If yeah, few minutes absolutely. Share. When you were talking about habit forming, um, I remember, I don't know why, but this is still one of the memories in my, my weird head, um, that my mum, when, when I was growing up, it was just me and my mum when, when I was growing up, and she told me something about, you know, always keeping my school trousers pristine. And I, I just used to have these terrible habits of, like, <laughs> Like taking off my school trousers after they done and just start like, flinging them in the corner. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, done. And then one day she's like, just fold it nicely like this and just do this for 10 seconds, literally 10 seconds when mm-hmm. you get home. And, and honestly, ever since then, I'm now like beyond habit. It's like OCD <laughs> when it comes to like trousers or jeans. Yeah. But I've got to have them at the crimp and I've got to fold them in that way. But that is literally from that age. And that's yeah. still something I do to this day. And it's, it's usually 10 seconds. But, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not, not quite standing here saying, if I can crimp my trousers, you can do anything. But, you know, like habits are, are a lot yeah. easier to form than you think. Yeah, no, and I get that. And I think, yeah, yeah, change it. And, you know, forming a habit is just understanding it's a process and understanding yeah. it just because you've decided to form that habit, it's not going to happen instantly. Nothing in life happens instantly, despite what Amazon might deliver to us in 24 hours. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's understanding that really. And I think when you can do that and you harness that and you implement it, l- life can be profound. So um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Thanks very much for that. Um, that last little bit of our habit tip. And um, like I said, really appreciate you coming on the show today and I look forward to speaking to you in the future. Thanks. I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe 
and I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com. <laughs>